History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. We're here with Helen Berhoney, who's out in Australia speaking uh, for Open Doors International, which is a ministry uh, for persecuted Christians around the world. Now, I have just heard Helen share her harrowing story of uh, persecution in Eritrea. Uh, She uh, became a Christian at a young age and uh, ended up preaching the gospel all over her nation uh, and being imprisoned, being beaten, being tortured for her faith. Uh, and I've got to say, it was very hard to eat my dessert after <laughs> hearing your story, uh, the heartbreaking story of what, what you've been through. But to see the joy on your face uh, when you sing. Uh, Helen's also a gospel singer. She's written some songs while she was in prison and uh, is now uh, rec- has recorded those songs and singing all, all over the world. So uh, welcome to History Makers. Uh, let me first ask you... Uh, uh, what was early life for you like? Uh, how old were you when you became a Christian? And what was your church involvement like when you were young? My name is Helen Brahner. As you know, I started to participate in church when I was eight. It's in uh, Orthodox Church. It's like Sunday school. But later, my father, he built a house. Because of that, we moved to another place. Then I continue with um, Catholic uh, Church at that time, it's big revival in Catholic. At that time, I'm 14, then I start to write lyrics and um, singing from uh, when I was 14. Then at that time, the pastor, he get problem with Catholic Church, then he moved to another country. After that, always I'm reading books, and the cassettes, there was many from Ethiopia pastors. I read their books and the CD because of that I grow up like in, at home. Okay, so at a, at a young age you started you know, going to Sunday school, you're reading your Bible, you're writing songs. Uh, at, at what age were you first imprisoned uh, for your faith? And, and how, did, how did your first arrest come about? Uh, it's almost uh, before the church closed because I've been for prison many times before the church uh, closed. But in 2003 also I published uh, one CD. Its name is Taqaba Also I uh, published one movie with one singer. The name of the uh, movie the cure for the world is the gospel then the government don't like that that's why they put me in jail uh, then uh, at that time uh, 20s I don't know yeah but now I'm 37 okay so I remember you sharing the story before that um, a lot of people put up your poster all around Eritrea because of your new single, which is The Cure for the World is the Gospel. And a lot, a lot of taxi drivers bought the CD. A lot of people bought the CD and didn't realise it was a Christian CD. Uh, and then the government found out you were locked up. Now, when you were locked up, you were locked in a small shipping container for sometimes 11 days in a row uh, with no toilet facilities. You were beaten, you were chained, you were, you know, you really went through hell on earth. 
Um, yet in the midst of that, you sang songs of praise, like Paul and Silas when they were locked up in the book of Acts. I bet you didn't feel like singing praise to God. Um, why did you still praise God in the midst of such persecution? Yeah, be- before the prison, I read Richard Rumbran's book and other uh, books. Then I understand Christianity asks something price. Then when they put me in solitary confinement, it's very harsh because 24 hours in one dark um, place. But always I understand. Um, uh, one day it's past and uh, I'm uh, feeling like to sacrifice m- myself because Christianity they ask you something to prize. Uh, that's why I'm always singing and uh, praying and I read Bible because of that I'm uh, strong inside. And one time you shared the story uh, that w- there was a, a lady in a cell with you. I think there was 19 prisoners uh, in, the, in, a, in one cell and this lady had a mental illness and she had chains on with, you know, like razor sharp um, razor blades in there and you, you didn't sleep for, I think it was a whole month, you didn't sleep properly because you were worried that this lady was going to attack and it was one of the toughest times for you. Um, how did things improve after that horrible time? Yeah, uh, because I understand after uh, many sacrifices, the light is come, then always I, ha- I have hope because of um, Jesus. Then always I say, it's some one day it's past, but uh, it's important to stand in faith. Because people sometimes they in the middle they stop, then without the sacrifice is without a result. Then I understand that that's why I'm standing in my face. I was very impressed in your talk. You, you talked a lot about how Elijah was fed by ravens. Uh, you talked about how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, stood up for their faith. Uh, you talked about Paul and Silas in prison. You talked about how Joshua, uh, you know, marched around the walls of Jericho. Uh, you obviously know the Bible really well. Um, did you have the Bible uh, in prison when you were locked up? And uh, how important was the scriptures to you? It's not allowed to read the Bible in prison. But God have way to do that. Within 32 months, always my Bible is with me. Uh, but it's uh, amazing to uh, explain that. But always I have a Bible when I was in prison. That's why uh, I get strength because I read the Bible in the night. We have no light, but we use for the police lights come to the container by that small window. Then the whole night we read the Bible, and uh, uh, that's why I get strength.
Now, you've written a book called uh, Song of the Nightingale. It says here it's one woman's dramatic story of faith and persecution in Eritrea. Uh, so you're travelling around the world. You've been living in Denmark and uh, had a lot of time in hospital there recovering from uh, some of the, the horrible um, sickness and disease you've suffered. Um, so you're now travelling around the world sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, what's the message that you're bringing to Australia? Because now I'm released, then... I must do uh, something because that's why God released me. That's why I'm preaching the gospel in everywhere. I'm traveling a lot, but still I have many plans to do because now I'm in free world. Then it is important for me to preach the gospel and to sing song to encourage others and um, to give them my testimony that was my uh, biggest work also I have big vision to make films CD and uh, before that only I am thinking about my country Eritrea but now I'm thinking about whole nations because now I understand everybody in Jesus is the same then now that's why I'm traveling in everywhere in different kind of people. Uh, I'm not only in uh, my country in Eritrea. Then I have a big vision for uh, future. That's why I uh, mention always the from uh, Philippians uh, three uh, thirteen, as Paul says, because he forget the other thing and his um, uh, breakthrough for other thing then always I read that now for those who don't know where Eritrea is I, I looked it up on Google Maps you know it's near Saudi Arabia Ethiopia Yemen um, around uh, Sudan around all those those war-torn countries um, now you're you're also in a place where uh, you know lots of your friends and relatives are still imprisoned uh, are still persecuted um, obviously um, people can support open doors uh, the website's opendoors.org.au people can make a donation uh, people can sign up to uh, the email list that goes out so they can pray uh, for these countries all over the world that are on the the world watch list if we're praying for the persecuted believers what would you like us in the west to pray how can we pray how can we help persecuted believers yeah, uh, because uh, I'm very worried. Now I'm free, but uh, many people, they are in dark, in containers, uh, in harsh situation with cold in the night and uh, uh, warm in the day without enough food. Also, day by day, the um, prison situation is very poor. Then that's important to uh, pray about them. Some of them, they are very sick. Also, I know one woman after I release, she's an evangelist. She died because of the torture. Then I have big responsibility also. That's why I'm traveling to say uh, to people to pray about uh, prisoners. Because now I'm the result of the prayer. Maybe one day also they are come and they stand like me. Then I won't encourage people to pray about persecute in Eritrea or in everywhere. And did you see many people become Christians 
uh, many guards or prisoners become Christians while you were imprisoned? Yeah, the number of the Christians af- after the church closed, it is double, triple, and uh, it's very strange. Um, the Eritrean young people, most of them, they are believers. Now, there might be people listening to this who just can't comprehend what you've been through, who just can't understand the torture, the pain, the horror you've been through. Um, but they might be thinking, wow, this woman has a, has a faith in Jesus. And there might be people listening that want to become Christians. Would you share with us what is the gospel and how does someone become a Christian? For example, in Denmark, uh, I'm not ashamed of to preach the gospel then I preach them and I told them how Jesus is uh, being in cross. Then also there are many Muslims in uh, Denmark, but I'm not ashamed about uh, Jesus. Then I told them about Christ and uh, how I am sacrificed because of Jesus. Then I saw many people they are touching because of my testimony. Also, uh, in everywhere by Facebook, and they told me, because of your testimony, I got Jesus. Also, the movie, when I uh, was in, in Eritrea, then because of that movie, also many people who are in Christ now, then that's important to tell the truth, because we have uh, open truth in ways, on in train, in everywhere, because... That's important to tell them about um, Jesus or tracks. Maybe from ten tracks, uh, one maybe read that um, track. Then that's better to distribute tracts and uh, to tell people about Jesus, how they are love them. Most of the time, if uh, someone very weak or uh, miserable life, then I told them, uh, God loves you, then it's big thing for them, because nobody caring of uh, about them. Then uh, that's better to uh, preach the gospel openly. But I'm not uh, ashamed about uh, Jesus. I am not uh, afraid before and uh, now in Europe. Uh, nothing is changed. If it's Africa or America or it's another country, it's the same for me. Because I have big vision to preach the gospel, then I want to say, don't afraid, because uh, nobody can die if God can um, decide to die. Because most of the people they are afraid to preach the gospel. Maybe they killing us or something. But nobody can kill you before your time. Because when I was in prison, they torture me, they do many things. But God wants to stay and to alive, then that's why I'm standing and I'm preaching the gospel. Well, you are such an inspiration. And uh, I think we in the West need to learn from history makers like you because, you know, you truly are an amazing woman of God. And uh, I know you'll definitely be receiving many rewards in heaven uh, for what you've done uh, for the Lord here on earth. 
Well, I reckon you're a history maker. Thank you so much for joining us. And if people would like to find out more, they can go to the website, opendoors.org.au, or even you could look up Helen on Facebook. I've just sent you a friend request on Facebook. It's Helen, uh, B-E-R-H-A-N-E, Helen Bahani. And also Twitter. You're also on Twitter. Wonderful. Okay, you can also look her up on Twitter as well. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless you all. (laughs) If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.